is the Cliffo and Bronte podcast. It's Thursday, guys. So don't forget, tomorrow it's double podcast day. Oh, double. Yeah, double. The Michael Buble. day. So we do our regular show podcast yep. that gets released on Friday morning, but yep. Friday evening it's all about Cliffo and Bronte yeah. after hours. Comes out around five o'clock when you finished work for the week and you just want to hear some more Cliffo and Bronte, which don't we all? I don't know. Like, is anyone actually knocking off work at five o'clock on a Friday and they're like, God, I miss that Cliffo and Bronte. Like, I feel like it gets to Friday and they're like, I'm rid of them for a while. Thank but... God I don't have to hear them for 48 hours. Nope. Surprise! We are in your ears through technology, guys. <laughs> and a big part ahead today too, Winniest Winner continues. Yes. We asked the question, what was your childhood money-making scheme? I had to come with my tail between my legs and admit that I've been a bit of a hypocrite, which yes. is never easy to do. Plus Emma Memma, a.k.a. Emma yeah, Wiggle, lovely. joins us. Uh, hang about, coming up, Cliffo and Bronte, the podcast. Thank you for hitting download. Can you beat Bronte? It's reached 200 buckaroos. Well, money don't jiggle, jiggle. It folds. I'd like to see you win. Oh, good. Uh, couldn't take it out yesterday. You were too good. So 200 bucks on the line. Get ready to call 131060 to play on hit. Yeah, speaking of Brooke, so she was our contestant yesterday on the show. And during the competition, we talked about what I consider to be my biggest gripe in the world. I deal with it less now that my name is on a radio show. But when I was in like uh, doing like a regular office job on email, people would always get my name wrong and they would always call me Brooke. I'm looking at the word Bronte yeah. on the screen behind you right now. Yeah. And I can see how it would happen with the first three letters yeah. of your name being B-R-O. And my last name is Langbrook. So I can see oh, Br- Bronte Langbrook. Brooke. But why yeah. would it be Brooke Langbrook? But you cut out the middle of your names. Like cut out the end of your first name and the start of your second name. Yeah. You're Brooke. Oh, it's honestly something that just Gets my knickers in a knot. But now I'm a real bad hypocrite. (laughs) Really bad. And I need to apologise to someone. Because yesterday I was emailing a lady uh, about Pinot and Picasso, which is this cool paint and sip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great nights. I'm really excited. I'm really excited. Drink wine and you paint. Poorly, but oh the more God. you drink, the better you think you are. Exactly. At painting. It's great. <laughs> I'm really excited. Now I'm not if I not sure if I'm gonna be allowed in because I emailed this lady and said, Hi Kirsty, you know, really looking forward to the event. Can't wait to see you, blah blah blah. All I got as a reply was, No problem at all. Thanks for letting me know. Cheers. Christy. Oh. And I I did it. I did the bad the bad. You think Bronte getting Brooke? Yeah, would happen a lot. Imagine the Christies, Christies getting Kirsties and Kristen, Kirstens, Kirsten. Chrissies. Yes, just rock up. Just call her Chris. <laughs> hey, Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> Two hundred bucks on the line, and I think we got a game on our hands today. Yeah, I like when producer Alicia says, "I've got a competitor for you." Well, Tegan, it sounds like you're a lateral thinker. You like escape rooms. You do do trivia at your local pub, and every day you get four or five right. 
I do. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we're right. setting the bar high. All right. <laughs> I love a competitor because then it feels so good when I destroy them. She speaks big, <laughs> Tegan, but will she deliver? <gasps> um, 200 bucks is the jackpot. Oh, so come on. It's a half-decent jackpot. Yeah. Right, Into bye. the soundproof booth goes Bronte Langbrook. I'm going to watch it today. I'm going to watch her, make sure that door is firmly closed and she can't hear what's going on, Tegan. Um, you ready to go, mate? I am. Let's do this. Good luck. 30 seconds on the clock. Your time starts now. At what temperature does water boil? 100 degrees. Which US city is home to the Golden Gate Bridge? A city, Seattle. What is the name of Winnie the Pooh's bouncy orange friend? Bigger. In a dark room, will your pupils get larger or smaller? Larger. How many faces does a cube have? Six. Who needs 30 seconds, Tegan? What? Smashed them, mate. No passes as well. You smashed them all out. You had an answer for every five. Every five. <laughs> Just got to make sure they're right. Fun, yeah, we'll, we'll find out with Leash <laughs> in a sec. Uh, Bronte is back. Hello. Oh, she's looking serious today. Yeah, the, the soundproof booth Day was on. dark. There was no lights on, which was actually perfect because I think it need, I needed to just be fully focused. I'm sensing a brooding confidence in Bronte Langbrook. Well, there's I'll always a bit off. of anxiety and stress. Well, you've got something to prove. Yeah, my um, reputation. 30 seconds on the clock. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Thank you. Your time starts now. At what temperature does water boil? 100 degrees. Which US city is the home to the Golden Gate Bridge? San Francisco. What is the name of Winnie the Pooh's bouncy orange friend? Tigger. In a dark room, will your pupils get larger or smaller? Larger. How many faces does a cube have? Six. Again, who needs 30 seconds? Oh, baby. It's a tight one today, Tigger. Oh, baby. Uh, Producer Alicia, how'd we go? Uh, so water boils at 100 degrees. Both of you got that one correct. The Golden Gate Bridge is in San Francisco, which Bronte got that correct. Tegan said Seattle. Um, Winnie the Pooh's bouncy orange friend is Tigger. Both of you got that one correct. In a dark room, your pupils will get larger to let in more light. Both of you got that one correct. And a cube has six faces. Both of you got that one correct. Narrow victory taken. The quiz master just going down. Thanks for having a crack at it. No worries. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Tegan. Call us another time, won't you, Tegan? Will do. Like Tegan. Space needles in Seattle. You met your match today. I I did. I thought you were going down, down, down. No, baby, not today. I'm feeling good. The headache. I'm telling you, the headache that we talked about at the start of the show is actually my brain growing. Yeah, it's strange because you're actually doing okay on the radio today compared to you know (laughs) every other day. Every other day when it's (laughs) average or below. Oh. Uh, we'll throw another 50 bucks at her. All and right. we will play tomorrow morning 250 bucks. Also, clean sweep. On the line. Five, baby. Five from five. Sorry, yeah, I've caught right your baby yeah, some right right <laughs> Enough of the baby thing. <laughs> Starting to get weird. Win, 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 win. How big are we going to go? Like, how, how big of a prize? I mean, the limit lock in? does not exist as far as oh. I'm concerned because we are on the hunt to find Queensland's winniest winner. Someone yeah. who has won the biggest and best prize in any competition, tangible prize. And uh, we're going to take yeah. credit for it by just giving them the, the yeah. credit. 
Yeah. They're not getting uh, anything. Well, no, yeah, people keep going, what's their prize going to be? And I'm like, haven't they won enough? That, literally, they have won enough. Maybe we'll do a certificate of merit or something. They're lucky. Uh, but it started very low at an $800 barbecue pack yeah. from Macca's Monopoly. It then went up to a $3,000 AFL grand final trip. Yep. Uh, the current holder of the cup, mm-hmm. no actual cup, you've won enough, is Beck. And a $5,000 cash prize, okay? But there are people out there who say they have one bigger and we can beat it. Of course. On 131060, if you have a prize that you think is the best prize, give us a call. Uh, Darrell, can you beat the five grand cash prize? What did you win? Straight up, I can. Okay. I won a a blue diamond ring. (gasps) Stunning. Yeah, it is. It is a very stunning ring. How did you Um, win that? Actually, through the radio station. Um, wow, this this one? <laughs> this one? Oh, thank God. Yeah, let's plug this, plug it. Yeah. Uh, Glad you didn't say yeah, Triple yeah. M or something. <laughs> oh, no, I wouldn't be that dirty. Um, but, no, seriously, I won it through the gym. Well, my husband won it through the gym at uh, the zoo, health and fitness up in Tasmania. Okay, wow. And what was it yeah. worth, the, the ring? At the time of winning, it was worth $8,995. Amazing. Eight thousand, so nine grand. Yep, nine grand ring. What? Um, do you still it's wear it? Oh uh, yeah, no, I do wear it. Yeah, no, I do wear it. Not all the time because it's now valued at over fourteen grand. So it's gone oh, up so... in value as well. Oh yeah, yeah, because you know, uh... the guns are rare and all that jazz. What do we lock in as the value? The current value? Or the? Well, is it the value when it was? When was it most recently um... valued? When was it uh, appraised? Uh, four years ago. And it was fourteen k then. Yep. All right, let's say so 14K. Let's say 14K we're looking at. All right. Um, hey, people think they can beat it, though, Darrell. Uh, is this Georgian? Am I saying yes, that? hello. How are you? Hey. Hello. What'd you win? I won a car. Oh, we got a car. Oh, my God, we got a car. We were hoping to get a car. How, how'd you win a car? It was through one of those that, That's Life magazines. I only ever get them when I go away on trips because it gives me something to do. And I usually forget to send in the entries, but yeah. I actually remembered this this time and I want a car. What, what sort of car? It was a Toyota Yaris, about 17,500, something like that. Whoa, wow. Oh, Just From pipped at the post. Five grand to an 18 grand car. Uh, Are you still driving it or you win it right now? Oh, no, this was about 12 or 13 years ago. Oh, and I okay. sold it for the big screen TV, surround sound and all that sort of stuff. Schmancy. Love it. All right. Um, so 18 grand? Sh- yeah, but straight up, Brendan, like, don't get like, it. Maybe a very, very short held title because Brendan thinks he can beat it. Brendan, what did you win? Mate, I won $100,000 on a $2 scratch at the car. No. 100 grand. On a $2 scratchy? Yep. How long ago was this? That was in 97. Wow. <laughs> where did you scratch it? Were you in the privacy of your own home? or was question. it? Yeah, well, where do you scratch no. it? Um, I was was people around? Straight out in, fr- in front of where I bought it, the Heatley convenience store in my car. Uh-huh. It was what? the old 20, you know, 21 um, card game where you had to beat the dealer and um, scratched it, and I got 21, the dealer was 20. Scratched it first up, thought it was just 10 bucks, but kept scratching and the zeros kept going. No. 100,000. Wow. So what did you do with it? Oh, well, I was a young um, soldier then with a new wife and baby, so let us buy a house and we helped out our parents too. 
Oh, Brendan. That's so good. Well deserved. Did you get taxed on it or did you get to pocket the full 100K? No, no, you, you don't get taxed on the, the winnings itself. Oh, they pay the tax on top. That's incredible. 100K. That is a pretty um, good win. You know what was funny? When we started with the five grand cash, like the phone lines were lighting up like a Christmas tree. Mm. And now that you've said 100K, <laughs> no one's calling. <laughs> but someone might still be able yeah. to beat it. Hey, Brendan, you hold there. You're our winner for today. Our winniest winner. Can our winniest winner be trumped? Can we buy tomorrow by close of business, 9 a.m. tomorrow? <laughs> That's our business. That's by our the way. business, ours. Can we beat $100,000 cash? Oh my God. Can we find a more winniest winner than Brendan? Uh, 131060 or Cliffo and Bronte on the socials to get involved. Alpha Bucks is back once this week, Friday morning, yes. the 10th of February. We play after 8 a.m. And we have your clue. For tomorrow, mm. we spoke about uh, this animal. I'm going to say earlier in the week when mm. we did the very, very professional topic of what was in you. Yes, and you had a friend who had a barb. Yep, stuck in them. That barb was from a a wasp. wasp. A wasp. Wasp. Have you ever been stung by a wasp? W a s p. I have. Oh, I have been God. stung by a wasp. Worse than a bee sting. Absolutely. But not as bad as being trampled by an elephant. So on this, yeah, that's a pretty good scale. Yeah. Is that the? I thought you were ready for a fight. Scale? Yeah, that's my scale. <laughs> Don't knock the scale. So it goes straight from being stung by a wasp to being trampled by an elephant. I wouldn't like either to happen, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Maybe there's some in between, but Fair enough. am I going to list them all out right now? No. We're, not, we're too busy. I'm not. I'm just going to say wasp <laughs> is your alpha bucks clue for tomorrow. If you were like me as a child, uh, did you receive pocket money, like weekly pocket money from your parents? Five bucks a fortnight. Oh, must be nice. <laughs> Five dollars a fortnight. And it used to, like this is how old I am, it used to go pretty far. <laughs> Say five bucks back in the 1800s, you could have bought a house for a I got given a penny and two shillings. (laughs) It was great. You rub them together to keep warm. That's right. (laughs) I didn't get any pocket money growing up. And so I was the kind of kid that was always looking to make a bit of extra money through different And this is how Bronte (laughs) developed the hustle, guys. That famous Langbrook hustle. (laughs) Yeah. Because when you're a kid, all you want is money to... I wanted to go to the corner store, basically. Mm. I wanted to be able to shop at Supre and Valley Girl. And so I was the kind of kid that would be looking to start businesses, little businesses or, like, operations to earn a bit of extra coin. Always had a startup. Tried to. Because uh, what got me thinking about this is there is a boy who is from uh, England who's made around $2,000 after setting up his own sweets business. So he is selling lollies to his classmates because obviously you can't get any lollies or anything at tuck shops anymore. Yeah. And so he started his own sweet business and decided to sell pick and mix sweets to his friends. How old is he? He's 11. It's two thousand dollars to an eleven-year-old. He's like that's a mil- too much. He's a millionaire. That's too much. He's a millionaire. <laughs> My thing that was probably the most successful. I tried to do a few. I tried to do a babysitters club after reading Babysitters Club. Oh yeah. Um, unsuccessful. People don't want an eleven-year-old to babysit other children. Who would have thought it? <laughs> I don't want a child looking after my children. My most successful one was a car wash. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Printed Just out. in the driveway, or I would go to the houses. Oh. 
to oh, wash the cars. Gowish. Only within the street that my parents lived in because, or else it would have been dangerous. But yeah, I printed out flyers, made them on Microsoft Word, printed them. Good effort, mate. Put What'd it you in make? a letterbox. What'd you charge? For I a charge five bucks a car. God, that's cheap. Cheap. <laughs> inside and out, or that's just outside? Just the outside. Just the outside. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. yeah. But also. That's five bucks. That's good. Five bucks for a kid. I think I I washed maybe five cars. 25 bucks. My money making endeavors would have been about in 1996, mm. 1997. In, those were the years between um, primary school and high school for yeah. me. And I decided that lawn mowing was going to make me a rich oh man. Oh my God. This is before Jim's mowing, everyone. Okay. So I could have made it big. Should have franchised. Yeah, gave everyone a green trailer oh. with yellow writing on it. How'd you go? Could have made millions horribly. Oh, right. But same as you, made little brochures or whatever. Cliffo's Whip and Snip was the name Stop. of mine. Yeah, Cliffo's Whip and Snip. That's so cute. And I had one customer. It was the bloke who lived two doors down. Yeah. Pretty sure he was an alcoholic because <laughs> the bin was always overflowing with beer bottles. I remember that. Um, and I think he had me do it three or four times. Didn't do a very good job, so he sacked me. That's but hey, three or four times times how much? Oh, what did I charge? I think it was 25, 30. Pretty good. That's a lot. Yeah, of- it was a big lawn, though. Pretty good. Time it was one of those old store. quarter acre blocks. Oh my! So God. I was there for a couple of hours. <laughs> so thirteen ten sixty. What was? <clears throat> excuse me. Your childhood money making scheme. I could have stepped in there, but I wanted to see where it was going. <laughs> Thank you. Thirteen ten sixty. What was your childhood yeah. money making scheme? What was the business you started or the service you yeah. offered to earn a bit of extra coin for the corner store? What was going to make you a Richie Rich yeah. as a kid? Uh, Matt's here. Matt on thirteen ten sixty. What was your child? Get rich quick scheme, mate. Well, I used to sell my toys out the front of my house when I was a kid. But <laughs> but my kid, my girl, mm. she has figured it all out. What's she doing? You're a little entrepreneur in your hands. She uh, recycles all those cans and bottles. Yeah. Nice. And I've got, I've got a few bins out at work and they get filled. Thank, thanks, guys. Mm. But I do all the work. <laughs> ah. <laughs> so is it the- But she gets the profit. Ten cents she a can. Money, but I do all the work. Yeah, yeah, those. Ones, yeah. She doesn't split it with you. No, well, I've sort of like allowed her to do it, and mm. she started doing it, collecting around the house, and yeah. and we bought a we bought a big garbage bin. And I took it to work, and I seem to be doing all the work. Yeah, now. man. Well, she's I think, a businesswoman. I think your daughter needs to learn the harsh, harsh lesson of commission. You reckon? And I think you need to be <laughs> dipping in to that pool there, Matt. Taking your cart. Got to learn it at some point, Bronte. <laughs> Uh, Nathan's here. Nathan, what was your get-rich-quick scheme when you were a kid? Um, back in about 96, we lived on the island, Maggie Island. Mm-hmm. There was a cyclone. And myself and a group of friends used to charge people to go through the creeks and collect all their stuff that had washed away. You, right. okay, you would charge cyclone victims to retrieve <laughs> their own stuff? Yeah, look, we didn't think that part through, but yeah. we made about 503 days between <laughs> the four of us. <laughs> Do you reckon locals were like, just give the kids some money? Like, just <laughs> maybe. Just pay maybe. him off, just shut him up. <laughs> Big day in the Clifton household yesterday. Mm-hmm. There's been a bit of build up. Uh, we have had a bit of a cockroach infestation. Ugh. 
And in typical Cliffo fashion, yeah. like I don't know, I've just always organised the bug man in yesterday's case of the bug woman to yes. come around and um, you know do the sprays and the gels and whatever else they do. Mm. Uh, but it was one of those jobs I just kept putting off. Was it finally when you went to put your shoe on and almost stood on a cockroach that finally made you call Maybe them? that was the uh, straw that broke the camel's back. <laughs> I thought it could have been a spider because that was always the thing growing up, wasn't it? Like, yes, got to shake oh God, your gum yeah. boots out or whatever. It could be a spider inside. I'd take a spider over a cockroach any day. That's terrifying. Really? Yeah. I don't like any of them. <laughs> um, but we have had a bit of a cockroach infestation. And when I booked the appointment, they were like, oh, do you have this? Do you have this? Like listing all the things. And I'm like, no, I think it's just the cockroaches. Yeah. Like, that's that's all I've seen. the weather, I'd say, or the rain. Yeah, or they're having a three-year-old that leaves crumbs. That's pretty gross too. Actually, I think that's what it is. That'll do it. Um, but it was mainly the cockroaches we were worried about, which is why I was really surprised when I got a really sort of horrified, you know, come here from my wife. She was about to have a shower last night. Uh-huh. She goes into our room with the ensuite and all that, and I'm like, what's wrong, what's wrong? And she points up into the corner of the room, <laughs> and there is a big... F off, spider. Uh, this is after the bug person's been. Yeah, so obviously the sprays or whatever has, because we started seeing some cockroaches and stuff come out looking pretty sick. Oh, no. And obviously the sprays just got the spider out from his hidey hole. Oh. And I thought he's probably had a feast, like he a smorgasbord of cockroaches. Yeah, delicious. Yeah, he's loved the Clifton's house. <laughs> um, but he was up there and he wasn't looking real good. And usually I try and be, I don't know, like Pocahontas guy or whatever, like every creature deserves a oh, ride or whatever. That's nice. Um, so usually I would try and catch something like that and get it outside, but he looked pretty sick anyway. Okay. So I decided that just the Dyson oh, vacuum, God. oh my God, like take the head off it oh. and just get the like the thin round tuby bit. Yeah. And I'll just suck him into the Dyson and then take him outside because he's going to die anyway. Okay. So I do that. I walk up with the Dyson. <laughs> I go to suck. But there wasn't enough suck in the Dyson. It's a pretty old Dyson. So the spider falls. Like in one of those real slow-mo moments, it's falling and it's like literally falling towards my face. And I'm not too I'm not too proud to admit it. I I let out a scream. Of course you and did. It wasn't like a manly, like a Oh, scream or whatever. It was more like when Ned Flanders screams in The Simpsons, like the it was one of those screams. That's the only appropriate so, scream volume yeah. when a spider right? is falling right. on you. Then I push the kids in the way. Yeah, yeah, so, of course. Yeah, yes. That's what they're there for. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> in the past 24 hours or so, we've gone kind of viral. Stop. I know. After a, a chat with Ali, who is uh, a good friend of mine. She's the uh, godmother of our daughter, Matilda. She's mm. actually messaged me overnight. She's like, son, you big on TikTok oh. right now. Oh, my God. TikTok famous. We're TikTok famous right now. That's all I've wanted in life. Uh, because we interviewed a woman yesterday by the name of Anna mm. who was a Grammys seat filler. Yes. So when the celebs get up, she sits in their seat so it looks good on the telly. Yep. Uh, she touched Taylor Swift touched and Beyonce Beyonce, Nuts. yep. <laughs> and I don't mean like, oh, that was touching what she said or something. She no, no, no. Physically. Physically touched them. <laughs> Uh, she was also there for the iciness yep. between Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez, J-Lo. Yes. His wife, they're His married. His wife, they? yeah, they're, they're married. They're going to be married. Yep. Um, it's gone kind, that's gone viral as well. Like, as viral as we've gone on TikTok. <laughs> no, 
But the the icy photos of Ben Affleck at the Grammys, he's just the vibes of any husband mm. dragged along to his wife's work event. Any partner going. Any partner. Way. Yeah. Dragged to another partner's work event. Yes. Um, this is a little bit about what Anna told us about the situation as she saw it very, very close to Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. I was seated right next to him. Oh. Right next to him and J-Lo, I was at the table, and J-Lo actually handed her phone to Ben and said, hey, honey, look at this meme that's circulating about you. So they were so well aware during the Grammys about it. It was so funny. Interesting, huh? Yeah. By the way, I should say, like, since we did that interview, um, we've been contacted by producers of the Today Show. Yeah. Wanting to get Anna on to chat to Carl and not get us on. We should absolutely clarify. No. <laughs> Whoever sits next to Carl this week, I'm not really sure. Uh... Yeah, it'll change next week. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the thing. And good to know that Ben Affleck has a bit of a sense of humour. Yes, now. Like, that he's is. Laughing at his sour puss. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to talk about that. The whole. You know, getting into something or having to pretend you are interested in something. Yes. For the sake of the one you love, because he did not want to be at the Grammys. No, I don't think Ben Affleck, like as much as he is a Hollywood A-lister, I don't think he gets much out of going to these very celeb-filled events. I think he's he's a Boston boy. I think he just likes being at home watching like the NFL. Oh, Mate, being like in the lounge room with the boys watching the game with potato chips and hot dogs, like that's more Ben Affleck's vibe. Exactly. But this too, like, he's an actor. This mm. isn't music industry night of nights. Like, True. that's not even his thing. But also on that note, couldn't he just act like he wanted to be there or does that also, it's outside nah, it's his work. wheelhouse? It's, he doesn't want to work. <laughs> Thirteen ten sixty. Mm-hmm. as a little ode to Ben Affleck this yep. morning, what do you put up with for your partner? Yeah. So your partner is hardcore into something um, and you have to feign interest. Yeah. Even though Ben Affleck didn't do a very good job at the Grammys. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll get the ball rolling with an example for you. Okay. Uh, with my wife, I have had to learn to put up with, for my partner, RuPaul's Drag. Put up with? It's not my cup of tea, mate. You are lucky. It's not my cup of tea. Oh, my God. There's certain things she forced me into, like neighbours or whatever, that I can follow along. But uh-huh. I've never I've never jumped on the Rue bandwagon, and oh. my wife has watched every series. And there's a lot of from them. From every continent <laughs> around the world multiple times. But it's so fun. 13, 10, 60, does anyone relate? Like, what do you have to put up with? Yeah. For the, you know what you do it for? You do it for love. You do it for love. You do it to keep the peace. You do it because you know it makes the other person happy. Yeah. Even if it doesn't make you happy. I know Deal, your boyfriend. Like, yeah. I mean, his thing is coffee. Like, he loves coffee, coffee, coffee. And I'm I, like, yeah. God, why couldn't my wife do that? <laughs> I like the coffee. Coffee, I don't mind. What Dylan likes that he has subjected me to quite a few times is cheese rolling. Cheese rolling? Have I don't even know what that is. heard of cheese rolling? No. This is an event that takes place in Scotland. Oh, I have seen that. They roll the cheese down the hill. And then people roll down the hill themselves. And he'll just be like, should we, should we watch some cheese rolling? Oh. And I'm like, no, we shouldn't, but. I take it back. <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> Not that bad. You're number one. Yeah. Does he want to compete? 
eating it? Is that the... I think that's the dream, honestly. One day you'll find us in Scotland. He'll be rolling down the big wheel of cheese Chase Chasing cheese? Yeah, chasing cheese. That's the guy you've chosen there. You know you don't have to be with him. <laughs> 13, 10, 60. <laughs> could be anything. Could be a TV show. Yeah. Could be sport. Mm-hmm. Could be a hobby. Whatever. Yeah. 13, 10, 60. Uh, and Fred's partner does something too, mate. What is What does your partner put up with for love to be with you, Fred? Oh, my snoring. Oh, oh snoring is the worst, Fred. <sighs> What's your partner's name? Cherie. 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 What a hero. Bit of a hero. Have you snored as long as you've been together or has this been a late onset snoring? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's been since we've been together. Oh, God. oh, well, she knew what she was signing up for. <laughs> <laughs> Tony's here. Tony, what do you put up with for your partner? My partner's mistress. <gasps> oh, um, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. So you've got to share. So you can't be greedy. <laughs> you can't be greedy. Um, yeah. Let's give it up for Tony, everyone. Yep. The most open-minded, <laughs> forgiving mean. wife out there. <laughs> that was the Cliffo and Bronte podcast.